Welcome to the Sports Garden Network Podcast, your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports wagering intelligence. Welcome, sports fans. This is Wagering Week. I am Tom Barton. That's right. We are Wagering Week. Guys, we have a lot to discuss today, and it's a whole new world out there as far as what we are discussing. Normally, we talk about a coronavirus update. Now it's more who's opting out. Who's not going to be there? Who's uh, deciding, you know, I'm not going to risk it? And then the other side of it is who has the coronavirus now? Can they get healthy in time for the season? So a lot of Major League Baseball talk today. Because of all of the information that we have, we have Major League Baseball schedules have come out. We have uh, a, a lot of big things there. Also, oh, by the way, not sure that you've heard, but... The richest man in the history of the NFL has a contract, so we'll touch on that as well. Let's jump right into it, though, with Major League Baseball. I want to get into that. Guys, I got a lot of people writing, a lot of people going on social media. If you want to get in touch at Sports Garden, G-A-R-T-E-N, Sports, G-A-R-T-E-N, you want to give us a call. It's 855, the number 4, G-A-R-T-E-N. You can listen to us, iHeart, iTunes Radio, any of our fine syndicated affiliates as well. But I want to jump right in here. Let's start it off. We, we've been starting every show for the last couple of months giving you sort of a coronavirus update. And it's been negative uh, at times. It's been positive recently. But I want to give you the facts before kind of jumping two feet into all of the good stuff, the schedule coming out, odds that are out, and things of that nature. So let's just go through. Look, to know how Major League Baseball is doing the testing is very, very important here. To understand the realities of things is important besides just the idea of of knowing surface area. So the Major League Baseball protocol right now for testing positive for corona, COVID, you have to quarantine for two weeks after a positive test. After the two weeks, you have to be tested again, but you have to be tested again twice. So you have to actually have days in between the testing. Not going to just test you and walk out the door, walk back in the door and take another test. It takes, they're saying, up to a week to get test results back. So you're looking at 14 days. If you hear someone in Major League Baseball has the coronavirus, 14 days Absolutely. You have to tack on the extra time after that for how long the first test is going to be. Get those test results back. The second test is going to be get those test results back. I think if you are fast tracking this, you have got to at least assume we're looking at 23, 24, 25 days at at the very least. I think you're basically out for four weeks, 28 days. That's how I'm looking at the Major League Baseball protocol. I think 28 days if somebody gets tested and test positive is where we're at. Could we get it to a point of very fast tests and get to maybe 20 days and we're looking at like three weeks? Yeah, maybe. But the A's, the Cardinals, and the Astros all canceled workouts this week because their test results hadn't come back quickly. Now, again, it was a holiday weekend. They were supposed to get them back. But guys, this is what happens. These are realities of life. It's out of Major League Baseball's hands. You have to get the testing done. So the A's, Cardinals, Nationals, and Astros cancel workouts because they were waiting on tests. Not because anybody got sick, because they were waiting on tests. So when you start to go into the season, or as we get closer to the season, remember, it's not just 14 days, guys. We're not looking at 14 days. You know, we're we're right now, we're almost 14 days away, or just about 14 days away from the opening of the season. They announced opening the season is going to be July 23rd. So we're almost 14 days away now. So anybody that has uh, any symptoms of corona and gets tested positive right now, you are missing the opening of the season. And more than likely, you're missing at least a week to two getting into the season. Take that into consideration. I mentioned last week, they said that a four-game losing streak is the equivalent of a 17-game losing streak. That's what the mathematicians had gone out there and done when you're talking about a 60-game season against a 162-game season and the impact therefore in. Well, okay, I understand that. So what if a guy in a regular season would miss 10 games. It's a blip on the radar. 10 games of 162, you could suck it up and deal, right? Or when it used to be a 14 games. Okay, that's fine. You miss 10 games, or in this case, maybe 14 games during a 60-game season. That's a huge chunk. So keep that in mind as we move, move forward here. 
there are some questions being thrown about uh, about what's going on with Major League Baseball as well. The testing protocol, there are surroundings and details that we don't know. For example, Mike Fires and Luzardo, both from the A's, um, both very big components of the A's rotation. They're not with the team because they took a test and they're waiting on results. But they also admitted that they weren't doing the right thing. The same thing with Fran Mil Reyes. Fran Mil Reyes was at a party this weekend where people weren't wearing masks or somebody might have been infected. Juan Soto, 21-year-old kid from the Washington Nationals, big-time bat. He is away from the team. He is away from the team because just like Fran Mil Reyes was uh, with people this weekend, and now they have to test him. Each organization's been really careful about this. Each organization is going about this the, you know, in their terms, what we deem right. If you believe, you know what? Where were you this weekend? Well, I was with you know four or five friends. Oh, good. Did any one of them wear a mask? Yeah, we did here and there. Okay, now you're sitting down. I mean, if you're believing that, that's how cautious this, these teams are. It puts a little bleak spin on the idea that Major League Baseball is going to start in two weeks. Puts a little bit of a bleak spin on it. But, look, it, it, it is what it is. There are some guys right now that we know. Freddie Freeman contracted the coronavirus. He is feeling better. But because of Freddie Freeman's, uh, I guess, connection and it explaining how bad it hit him, Nick Markakis has decided to sit out the season. Nick Markakis sitting out. By the way, you fantasy guys, that means Austin Riley gets a bump up, right? Austin Riley uh, maybe uh, looking for a position there. So Freddie Freeman feeling better. Nick Markakis says, I don't care if you're feeling better. Uh, you know, he's out. Pete Kozma, he's also out. The reason I mentioned him, we're talking about four, three, four Atlanta players that are either tested positive or not feeling good. Oh, by the way, what about Will Smith? He's another one. Supposed to be, uh, you know, their closer in waiting, their eighth inning guy. A lot of Atlanta Braves getting hurt or by by this, you know, getting hit by this. I, should, I can't say hurt anymore. They're getting hit by, by the corona. A lot of Atlanta Braves. How about the Phillies? Aaron Nola, their ace. Adam Hazley, potentially their center fielder. Christian Bettencourt. Scott Kingry. Hector Norris. Tommy Hunter. And Ranger Suarez. All went down for the Phillies because of the coronavirus. That's a Big number right there for Philly. And Aaron Nola's feeling better and probably going to come back. But you have your ace, your center fielder, your backup catcher, uh, your number five hitter, your closer, your seventh inning guy. I mean, that, that's a big hit. Who knows how these guys are going to recover? I mean, anybody of us that has had the flu out there, and I'm not trying to compare Corona to the flu and get a million phone calls. No, 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 no. Listen, anybody that's had the flu knows you get the flu, you get it for, what, three, four days? Sometimes it takes like a week to feel like yourself again, right? Ah, I lost five pounds here. I didn't feel good. Oh, I'm still not myself. I need some sleep. I don't know how these guys are going to feel after this. Miguel Sanone, Willens Astadillo from Minnesota, both tested positive. Sal Perez tested positive. DJ LeMahieu, Louis Sessa from the Yankees. Joey Gallo tested positive. Cole Calhoun tested positive. Charlie Blackman tested positive weeks ago. He's still away from the team and still feeling the effects. Um, so this is a serious thing here. It's serious enough that these guys are getting tested positive and now they, they might miss at least the beginning of the season. At least could go further into it. Zach Wheeler has said he's uncertain he's going to play his wife is giving birth uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks here. He's uncertain. Sean Doolittle has been always a proponent to speak out against uh, what he feels is slightness in Major League Baseball. And Sean Doolittle has said he's not sure he should play. He thinks it's ridiculous that fans would be in the stands. He doesn't like that the owners are talking about. It. So Sean Doolittle, I'm not sure if he's going to play. Buster Posey said he's not sure if he's going to play. Mike Trout has said he's not sure if he's going to play. Again, his wife is expected to give birth. And just to give it a, an understanding here, Mike Trout came out and said, look, I mean, the reality is, guys, my wife is supposed to give birth. If I have to stay away from my child and my wife for 14 days after giving birth, it's just not worth it. Mike Trout, by the way, was seen running the bases and playing the field with a mask on so he can be careful. Felix Hernandez has said, I am not going to play this season. Felix Hernandez from the Atlanta Braves, who, by the way, the Atlanta Braves just got hit with uh, you know, some corona cases. Felix Hernandez has said he's opting out of the season. He will not play. Scratch him off any deep lists on fantasy that you might have had. David Price will not play. David Price, that, that, that's a pretty big one, guys. 
I know he hasn't been himself, but that's a pretty big one. He will not play. And then you have guys, uh, you have some good news. The Brewers have had zero positive tests. That's a team that, look, if you're looking for an angle, <laughs> you know, if you're looking for an angle, it, it might be an angle to take a look at. The Brewers have had zero positive tests. Uh, veteran Major League Baseball umpire Joe West has said, even though he is in a high-risk category, he will be back there. He's not opting out at all. He said, if this game hasn't gotten me by now, no virus is going to get me, and he doesn't believe that all of the deaths are actually from coronavirus. So Joe West is in the camp of, you know what? I've lived this long. I'm going to be like that. There's a lot of guys like that, guys. You know, a lot of guys are going, hey, you know what? I'm not going to let some some virus take me down. I'm not saying I agree or disagree, but you do start to hear it. A little bit further on the Sean Doolittle thing, because when we look into conversations about what are we going to go bet on, okay? And that's what this show is about. What are we going to, what angle are we taking, right? What look are we going to go see? You have to start to look at people's words and what they believe well sean doolittle who is supposed to be the closer of the nationals remember juan soto is also out for the nationals because he just uh went to a party so maybe he's gonna have to miss some time and the nationals are a look they, they should be a legitimate favorite with that pitching but you start to see some dings here sean doolittle sounding like he might opt out he said they still have not sent us the ppe gear players are supposed to have they haven't given us N95 masks. They've given us no gloves. And this is symptomatic of the negotiations being focused too much on money and not on health and safety protocols. You know, the thing about Sean Doolittle is he, he feels like he's a social justice warrior. And at times he's going to look too far into things. But, you know, you're looking at the Nationals and you're saying Daniel Hudson's right behind him. So if Doolittle does opt out, I don't think it impacts us on a betting perspective. How about Andrew Miller for the Cardinals? He said, I still think there's some doubt we're even going to have a season. And we're talking about two weeks away, guys. By no means is this a slam dunk. We're trying. We're going to give it our best effort. But for me to sit here and say I'm 100% certain, that's an absolute lie. That's pretty big words from Andrew Miller. That's pretty big words. And Mike Trout came out and basically, uh, you know, everybody read this quote. He said, we're risking our families and our lives to go out there and play for everyone. You know, Mike Trout's right. He's right. I don't want to hear it, but he is right that they are going out there and, and that's what they're doing. They're risking their lives. Um, but again, this is the negative stuff that you just have to be aware of. But while the rest of the world looks at this as negative, if there is games to be played, and we are hoping in two weeks that we're talking about actual baseball, guys, these could be angles for us. They can be angles for us to use to make a little bit of money on. Uh, by the way, Masahiro Tanaka is out of the hospital and looking good. Not from coronavirus, guys. I'm not sure who, who saw this. Giancarlo Stanton hit a comebacker to, G, to Tanaka and hit him in the head. Tanaka went down like a ton of bricks, but he's out of the hospital and he's uh, looking good. So that is the positives of this. Now, we will come back to Major League Baseball. I will get back into Major League Baseball, but I just want to kind of touch on a little bit more Corona stuff, uh, and then we're going to get into some betting angles. Seven NBA teams headed to the bubble in Orlando have shut down their practice facilities. The Nets, Bucks, Heat, Suns, Nuggets, Clippers, and Kings have all shut down. Sacramento and Milwaukee shut down uh, last week after the results of the most recent testing. One of the Kings traveling party tested positive. Uh, one to two people on the Bucks tested positives. We know that the Nets have been absolutely ravished. Um, exhibition, forget about even practice. Exhibitions are supposed to start in 13 days. 13 days exhibition games for the NBA and seven NBA teams are being affected here. Seven. Guys, it's not a little number, man. This is not a little number. Seven NBA teams. Bradley Beal will sit out. The over-under for the Washington Wizards to win games in the regular season, remember they're playing 10, is set at two and a half. Bradley Beal has just announced that he's going to be out and not play this year. That two and a half under looks pretty good, doesn't it? I don't think they're winning three games. I, I mean, I'm throwing it out there. I'm not telling you to run to the bank to go bet it, but it makes a lot of sense. Spencer Dinwiddie will be at least out in the beginning. And that's only playing 10 games, guys. I, I, you know, if he gets to the playoffs, I guess Din, Dinwiddie will be back. But I don't even know if the Nets are going to get to the playoffs now. I'm not sure the Nets are going to get to the playoffs. Their, their team is ravaged. 
on the good side, Dwight Howard has opted in, and he will be in there for the Lakers. So things to keep in mind. That Bradley Beal situation is something that we have to pay attention to. We have to pay attention to the Bradley Beal situation. All right, what about the NHL? The NHL produced an update on the league's COVID-19 test results this week. As of Monday, the NHL has 396 players report to club training camp facilities for optional participation of Phase 2. Optional. There have been in excess of 2,900 tests administered, more than 1,400 just in the past week, to all of these players. Those tests have resulted in 23 positive tests out of 2,900. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. The problem is, is that you keep getting these positive tests, even in an area where they're supposed to be shut down and in an area where they're supposed to be isolated. It's concerning. It becomes concerning. I don't care if it's 23 and 2,900. It's still, it's a worrisome thing for will they continue to move forward. So when we are talking about the coronavirus and you're talking about Major League Baseball, it's speculation at this point. Baseball speculation, well, will this guy miss this much time? Can we get by with this guy? But in Major League Baseball, you're kind of used to guys missing time, kind of sucking it up. You don't want to go out there and, and you know, bank on a team doing A, B, and C if their big guys are down. But a lot of times people get past things. That's, that's fine. In the NHL and the NBA, you lose a big-time player like you know, for example, like a Bradley Beal or whatnot, you lose a big time player, and and you only have ten games to kind of make it into the play. This this is devastating, devastating. By the way, did anybody see? I put this out on Twitter. Did anyone see the courts in Orlando? They're awful. They are awful. I mean, they got to do something more than this. This is, it's looking more and more like a disaster to me uh, from a visual standpoint. It's going to be hard to watch those NBA games. It's going to be hard. You know, it's, I mean, it's in a silent gym. I get it. That's already a little bit weird and a little bit difficult, but but it's going to be hard. How about this, though? Let's go to the positive. Major League Baseball has officially announced the schedule for the 60-game 2020 season. Ah, we actually have a schedule. All right, so the rumors were out there. We all kind of knew we're looking at Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer, and that's going to open up July 23rd down in Washington, D.C. First pitch, 7.08 p.m. on July 23rd. That feels cool. And what an awesome matchup that's going to be. Cole against Scherzer. That's a, that's a good one, guys. That's very cool. The Giants and Dodgers will then follow that game at 10.08. I love it. Schedule makers, I love it. You know, Cole against Scherzer on opening night, the first game, down in Washington. I love it. Love it. And then Giants-Dodgers at night. I know the Giants are a bad team and they stink and all this other stuff, but it's a rivalry game. I like it. I like it. The remaining 26 clubs will all start on the 24th. So the next day, they get an extra day here. Each team will play 40 games against opponents within their division and 20 as part of the geographic interleague structure. So we've talked about this. AL East plays the NL East. AL Central plays the NL Central. AL West plays the NL West. And I've given you my thoughts. I think that the East is the hardest region by far. By far. I mean, it's monumentally higher and harder. And then the Central and the West for each respective I guess we'll call it geographical conferences. That's what we're calling geographic interleague structure. I don't know if I could call that. I'll call them regions. Let's call them regions. We're going to call it regions. So the East region is clearly the hardest. I guess the Central is the easiest, but you can make a case for the West. There's a lot of bad teams in the West. You know, the Rockies is going to be a bad team. Diamondbacks will probably be a bad team. San Francisco's a bad team. You know, I, I don't know if Seattle is going to be any better. They could be the worst team in the league. So if you're in the West, you very potentially could be playing the two worst teams in the league in Seattle and San Francisco. And you're playing them a lot. So, you know, it's the same thing with the Yankees. You know, you talk about the Yankees playing, you know, the Baltimore Orioles and how many times. Well, they're going to play them a lot. A lot of teams are going to beat up on on the Orioles there. I think the Orioles are going to be awful this year, by the way. Um, So within that structure, there's going to be six games between natural interleague rivals based on last year's winning percentages. um, That's kind of how they're going to do it. Now, want to talk about strengths of schedule? Strength of schedule. The Mets will face the strongest strength of schedule this year. 
over the first half, the Reds will face the weakest. Everyone's hot on the Reds. Everybody is very, very high and hot on the Reds. I know people are hot on the Mets too. I get it. But everyone's very high on the Cincinnati Reds. And I'm just not sure that I love what I'm looking at there. I'm not sure that I that I love. Look, I like the Reds last year. I picked them to go. And I know they have an easy schedule. I get it. But I kind of got to see. And it's winnable. It's a winnable division. You know, I get it. But look, for me. You know, I'm just not going to go in on these numbers. These numbers are just not numbers that I could go take a look at. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick timeout. We will come right back. I have a lot of Major League Baseball MVP odds have adjusted. They've moved. I have different things to talk about with the MVP odds, especially as we're starting to get closer, especially as we're starting to look at injury updates and injury news, especially when you go, wait a minute. Oh, that might be a little bit of a bargain. And I got some information for the MVP as well as, oh, by the way. Patrick Mahomes is rich. Oh, yes. The rich get richer. Patrick Mahomes is absolutely rich. So let's take a quick timeout. We'll be right back here on Wagering Week. And now back to Wagering Week with Tom Barton. I bet you 20 bucks I can get to gamble before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. You're on. What are the odds? What are the odds? Well, we talked about it, right? Major League Baseball has set the schedule. It will be the New York Yankees on July 23rd, traveling to Washington. Garrett Cole, the expected starter. Max Scherzer, the expected starter. As these starters are starting to build up innings and as these starters are starting to go, what we are seeing with the starters are both of them, and I've heard the same thing about Jacob deGrom, they're gearing up to be able to get 100 pitches right out of the gate. Right? I mean, Scherzer and Cole should have absolutely no restrictions on their arm whatsoever. What are the odds? Well, the odds are this. The New York Yankees open up as minus 135 favorites, plus 115 coming back if you're a Washington Nationals backer. And the over-under opened at 7 with the over minus 125. Now it's jumped to 7.5 with the under minus 120. So people see Garrett Cole. They see... Max Scherzer, maybe there won't be a lot of runs being scored, but it's early in the season. There's a new DH there. That's the odds. Yankees, pretty heavy favorite on the road against Max Scherzer at home. Over under, we'll call it the 7.5, but you're going to have to pay for that under. That is what are the odds. All right, guys, I want to talk a little bit about the MVP, and I know I've gone through this a few times, but the MVP is... A fun bet to have over a 60-game season. You don't even have to wait that long. And I think that we can find some angles on the MVP, which also has great payout odds. A lot of these numbers have moved. And in surprising fashion in some cases. In some cases, the surprising fashion of these numbers is just that. It's shocking. It's surprising. Let's go to the NL first. Mookie Betts at plus 550 is now leading the way. Cody Bellinger plus 700 right behind him and his teammate, I might add. Christian Yelich plus 750. They're all pretty close. Ronald Acuna Jr., 10 to 1. Juan Soto's 10 to 1. Now, Juan Soto, how worried are you about him potentially having coronavirus, right? You have to take that into consideration. At 10 to 1 odds, he, he, he is one of the favorites. You got to be careful about that. Nolan Arenado, 20 to 1. Fernando Tatis, 20 to 1. Javier Baez, 22 to 1. Bryce Harper, the same thing, 22 to 1. Chris Bryant, Freddie Freeman, Manny Machado, Kettle Marte, all 25 to 1. You know, I, I don't know. The Freeman thing, it worries me how sick he was. Anthony Rizzo, 33 to 1. Same thing with Jacob DeGrom and Peter Alonso at 34 to 1. That's the NL odds for a lot of the favorites there. I want to give just a couple of things here. Mookie Betts is leading the way. Mookie Betts has never played in the National League. Mookie Betts is going to a new team. Mookie Betts is going to a new team in a coronavirus era where he he hasn't probably even met some of his teammates. I think it's a terrible bet. I think it's a terrible bet. Mookie Betts was not good enough to win the MVP last year. He's had a solid career, but he hasn't had eye-popping career so far. He's moving leagues in a weird situation. I don't like it. I don't like anything about uh, being the favorite there. And look, he's teammates with the guy that's in second place, right? 
I think that we know from the MVP that that happens a lot. Same thing with Ronald Acuna and Freddie Freeman. They kind of take away from each other. We know that. We know they take away from each other. How about back-to-back MVPs? The last player in the National League to win back-to-back MVPs was Albert Pujols in 2008-2009. So that doesn't happen often. That doesn't happen often. How about a guy like Nolan Arenado is someone that I, I feel like I throw 20 bucks on, 100 bucks on every single year to win the MVP because his numbers are ridiculous. But keep this in mind, Rockies, same thing with Trevor Story. Keep this in mind. If you're a Rocky... You have to put up such eye-popping, ridiculous numbers, such unbelievable, out-of-control, ridiculous numbers that it is exactly that. It's just ridiculous. The only Rockies player to ever take home an NL MVP award was Larry Walker in 1997. He hit 366 <laughs> with 49 home runs and 130RBI. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You have to put up numbers where you're basically winning the Triple Crown, right? Um, the Bryce Harper news, guys. Everybody wants to throw a couple bucks on Bryce Harper. He's got good value. Since his crazy breakout ridiculous year, Bryce Harper has hit 265 and average. He's averaged 265 with 30 home runs. He's a good player. He's a good player. He's not MVP, guys. He's not MVP. Now, I've told you, look, if you want to throw a couple of bucks on some of these, you know, deep guys, sure. Arenado, I think the things are just up against him. I still always like Ballinger, but Christian Yelich is almost becoming a value guy now. He's plus, you know, 750. I've seen him as high as 9-1. to 9-1 to one on Christian Yelich. Since being traded from the Miami Marlins, Christian Yelich has led the NL in on-base percentage and OPS over the last two years. Christian Yelich very well may have won the MVP last season had he not gotten hurt. Christian Yelich is on a team, and I know that there's real life at stake and all that, but look, I'm a betting angle guy. Christian Yelich is on a team with the Milwaukee Brewers that had zero positive tests for Corona. Christian Yelich is on a, or in a division now, and we'll call it, forget about either the division, in a region, right? That's what we decided uh, a couple of minutes ago. In a region where he's going to go up against Kansas City's pitching staff, the Chicago White Sox pitching staff, even the Twins pitching staff was not very good. The Detroit Tigers pitching staff. The Pittsburgh Pirates. He could clean up on the Tigers, the Royals, and the Pirates and have an MVP season. Just on those three teams. Just on those three. I think Christian Yelich at plus 750 is starting to look really attractive. I know, look, I know the idea that he is coming back from an injury. And I didn't like him a couple of months ago. But now with the shortened season, he's had a lot more time to heal up, a lot more time to get healthy. He's a young, healthy guy that is a five-category producer when he's healthy. He's a good defender. He'll be on a Milwaukee team that, as of right now, I don't have any coronavirus worries about. And he gets extra teams that he can absolutely just beat up on. Get Automatically putting the Tigers and Kansas City Royals on your schedule... You're just in a good spot. You're in a good spot. Everybody in the NL and AL Central should get a boost up because you get to play those two teams. And, oh, by the way, the Pirates. Should get to play those three teams. Three three bad teams. Three bad pitching staffs. So Christian Yelich is somebody I'm keeping an eye on. How about the AL MVP? We went in-depth about the AL MVP. We went in-depth about it because I've given you guys a couple of winners. I told you I was looking at a Glaber Torres. I told you I was looking at a Shohei Otani, but let's give the odds here. Mike Trout has now gone from minus 110 to plus 130. Mike Trout's plus 130. I think there has to be some real concern and some real worry that Mike Trout doesn't play the year. I think there has to be some worry here that Mike Trout decides it's not worth me playing. I think it has to be some kind of concern to watch the odds go from a minus 110 to a plus 130. Mike Trout at plus money for the MVP. More times than not, we're going, yeah, I'm jumping all over that. I don't like Mike Trout's words. I don't like the idea that Mike Trout is already saying, you know what, I may opt out. I don't think he does. For the record, I think Mike Trout is too much of a gamer. I don't think he opts out. But, but, can I see him taking a couple of days away from the team to be with his baby? (laughs) I think that's guaranteed, right? And you're talking about a 60-game schedule. Let's say Mike Trout takes, you know, five games away. That could be the difference between MVP numbers 
and somebody very close. So Mike Trout's 125. Aaron Judge, they said he's healthy this week. He's able to swing the bat. I watched just this week a Yankee Inter game. It was the Yankees against the Bombers, right? A Yankee Inter game, and he was out there swinging the bat. So I think he's going to be 100% ready to go. Eight to one odds. I love Aaron Judge. And Aaron Judge may go crazy. Look, this is a guy that gets red hot. He might go nuts. And in 60 games, he might hit 20-something home run. It's possible that he's got eye-popping numbers so much better than everybody else because of everything that Yankee Stadium is. It's small. It's going to be in the the, heat. He gets to beat up on the Orioles. I mean, sure. But there are things against Aaron Judge here that you have to take into account with the new schedule. He's now going to be playing against not only the Rays, by the way, excellent pitching. He's going to be playing against the Mets, the Nationals, great pitching there. Philly, pretty decent pitching there. I mean, that's who he's going to be going up against, guys. Better staffs. Sure, you get the Marlins and the the Orioles. Even Toronto's pitching staff is bad. Even the Red Sox pitching staff might not not be bad. But at plus, you know, 800, it's not enough. And I'm, look, I'm a huge Judge fan, but it's not enough for me. Francisco Lindor, 10 to 1. I like it. I like that he beats up on that division. But uh, let's just go through it. I'll I'll talk to you in a minute about that. Anthony Rendon, 13 to 1. Alex Bredman, 17 to 1. Matt Chapman, 18 to 1. Donaldson, 20 to 1. George Springer, 22 to 1. Jose Ramirez, 25 to 1. Otani, 28 to 1. Glaber Torres, 30 to 1. Bogarts, 30 to 1. Altuve, 33 to 1. Devers, 35 to 1. JD Martinez, 35 to 1. And Garrett Cole is 40 to 1. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Now, real quick, look. I think to be a shortstop in this league, um, and you might be the best shortstop in Francisco Lindor. You're just not going to be able to put up those eye popping numbers. I just I don't believe that you're going to be able to put up eye popping numbers, especially in the American League. I immediately eliminate all of the asterisks, the asteroids. All right, there's been about eight violations there. <laughs> That's what I'm calling them. They look the cheaters. Okay, let's just go out there. By the way, Trevor Bauer wearing the, the the cheater shirt in the locker room. Oh, it's fantastic. But I'm throwing away every cheater. I don't believe by a voting committee. I don't believe by a voting committee. This is not numbers. This is voting. A voting committee will not give an Astro after their cheating scandal. You can't give him an MVP. You can't. So I'm throwing out all three of them. Springer, I'm definitely throwing out Altuve, who's very surrounded by all this. And I'm throwing out Bregman. I I just can't see it happening. I'm still on Glaber Torres at 30-1. to I think he is um, going to be on the best team. And he very potentially could be the best player on that team. Shohei Otani. Look, if he gets... How many at-bats can he get? You know? uh, How many at-bats can he get if he's going to be, you know the everyday hitter. How many innings pitch? I've said it before and I'll say it again for those that didn't hear. I love Otani in this spot. I love Otani in this spot. During a full season, he's worth taking a gamble on. During a shortened season with 60 games, the league leader in wins, the total is set at seven and a half. The league leader in wins, let's say, gets to eight wins. If Otani comes in at five or six, but he also has 15 home runs, how do you not give it to him? I think this is where a two-way player shines ever so brightly. Ever so brightly, guys. So that's something to keep in mind there. And I want to just get into the Mike Trout stuff. You guys know how much I respect Mike Trout, how much I like Mike Trout. If there was a jersey that I would buy that was not a Yankee jersey in anybody in baseball, it would be Mike Trout. Okay, now I don't have one because I don't wear anything but Yankee jerseys, but... If there was a jersey of someone else in all of Major League Baseball, I'd buy Mike Trout. But there are things to not like about Mike Trout this year. Besides the coronavirus, besides the fact that he may miss time because of the birth of his child, Mike Trout's won the MVP three times in nine years. Oh, that's fantastic, right? He is the best player in baseball, and I don't think that's a question. He'll always be two, three, four. He's going to be up there in the top two or three. He's actually finished outside the top two only once since 2011. At plus money, he's starting to make a little bit of sense. But here's the thing. This is a voted on award. Voted on awards, they like to give it to new people. They don't like to repeat. You heard about what I said about Albert Pujols, back-to-back winner in 2008, 2000. They don't like to give it. They like to give it to somebody new. Mike Trout's consistently won and consecutively, uh, he's never won. He's never won the MVP award twice in a row. That's something big. Mike Trout's non-MVP seasons are actually better than his MVP seasons. 
and he's never won twice in a row. He's also missed 33 games per season over the last three years. That's a lot of missed time. And I'm not telling you he's going to miss 33 games this year, but let's, again, let's say he misses 3-4 for the birth of his child and he gets hurt on a 10-day DL stint. That's 13 games off a 60-game schedule. Can't win the MVP missing 13 games. Can't do it. Can't do it. And plus the fact that, oh, by the way, his team is, is bad and he's going to have Anthony Rendon and Otani on the team. So he's got a lot of guys to kind of go in there. So I'm still sticking with Torres at 30-1 to uh, and Otani at 28-1. to Those would be my two. I worry about Otani because a trout is there, but I think that this is the perfect storm. The perfect storm for Otani to kind of jump onto the and remember, sports writers like to kind of go off the cuff, right? Sports writers that are voting on things like this like to have a little fun with it. They like to kind of say, oh, yeah, well, we're going to give it to the new guy. Let's be a little controversial. They enjoy that. And this is a spot where that might come into play. It, they, it might come into play. That is in the future, though, and we will see. Speaking of future, let's go back to the future. We're sending you back to the future. Okay, all right. Bet to the future. All right, bet to the future. We're talking about home runs. Yeah, that's the home run number. The total set by bet online for the 2020 major league baseball season and there is a prop play up most home runs scored by a single player over under 20 and a half home runs the over is sitting at minus 140 the under is sitting at plus 110 oh this is interesting okay this is an interesting one to have a conversation about and let me just say i see a lot of value in the under a lot of value in the under here. You get plus 110 back. I said somebody might go crazy and hit 20 home runs in a month. Yeah, they might, but let's look at the historical numbers here. Major League Baseball last year had the best home run season of all time. April broke records, and then May broke the April records, and they went crazy. But only Christian Yelich, only one man, had over 20 home runs in the first two months of the season, and he only got to 21. Cody Bellinger went crazy in April. He went absolutely crazy. Didn't get there. Only got to 20. That would have been an under. Okay? Now, you could argue that the heat will help and the weather. Sure. The ball travels further during the summer. We know that. Okay? Um, so that's something to keep in mind. Better relievers will come into the game. You're not going to be going to the trash guys. You're also not going to be going to see a six or a seven star that probably shouldn't be in Major League Baseball. Yeah. But you don't normally see that to start the year also. Also, there might be some wear and tear. There might be some fatigue. I truthfully don't believe that these guys are 100%. I don't believe that these players are going to be in there and kind of hit the ground running and ready to go. So I like the under here of 20 and a half home runs. I think someone's going to get real close. Someone's going to have a crazy month and you know make you sweat it out. But you have to believe that there are factors working against you. The other factor that I do want to point out that no one is talking about is what about the rest at the end? Let, I'm just hypothetically saying the Yankees have a six-game lead. The Yankees have a six-game lead with 10 games to play. Why aren't they resting, guys? Aaron Judge is sitting at you know, 19 home runs. You, th you think that he's going to play? Oh, they had to go through a grueling summer and all the corona problems and all the work. Why not sit him down for an extra couple of days? These are things that you have to take into consideration when you're making a smart bet. And with plus money. Now, I have heard that some books went to 21 quickly and then they fell back. If you can get 21, I, I, I really, really like it. I'm advising that big time if you get to 21, which means 22 beat you. Okay? But I'm advising that if you could get to 21. So under for the home runs. I know everybody loves home runs. I get it. I think we're going to see a, a slew of home runs uh, and have enough, but I don't think we're going to be at the pace of last year. And even last year, it would have only been one man that beat you, and he would have beat you by a half a home run. And if you could get that 21 number, that glorious 21 number, nobody would have done it last year in any month. Nobody. So it's something, or, or a two-month span, I should say. So it's something to pay attention to. It's something that you can make a little bit of money betting on. Remember, though, because I know these questions are going to come out, read the fine print on your ticket. If Major League Baseball, for some reason, 
doesn't continue the season, doesn't play a full 60 games, you might be out of luck. So read that ticket and be careful uh, so we don't have any problems with that. So that is bet to the future. All right, guys, all the Major League Baseball talk, and we've had a lot of Major League Baseball talk today. We have a lot of it, but I want to talk about the NFL really quick. And the NFL just keeps giving us good news when it comes to players. Forget about the off-field stuff. Forget about the idiot Colin Kaepernick tweeting on 4th of July. And forget about all, all that might happen before the game, during the coin toss, during the... Forget about all that. On the field, the NFL is continuously giving us good news. They give us the draft when we desperately needed sports. They're continuously giving us good news. This is good news that the NFL signs, or the Chiefs, sign Patrick Mahomes to a long-term extension because it's good for the NFL. Patrick Mahomes signs a 10-year, $450 million contract extension. It's the largest contract in American sports history. Now, Mike Trout actually is more because he signed 12 years, 426 and a half contract, more guaranteed, but Mahomes actually has more money. Um, the guarantee is only $140 million for Mahomes, whereas Mike Trout was you know, pretty much the entire thing. Mahomes' $45 million annual contract is $10 million more than Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson was leading the, the charge here. This is still a pretty good deal when you're talking about what, what it is for the Chiefs because they get him until he's age 34. So they get him through all his productive seasons. He's only 24 years old. All his productive seasons. Patrick Mahomes already has an MVP under his belt. Patrick Mahomes already has a Super Bowl and an MVP in the Super Bowl under his belt. Okay, we know that. Patrick Mahomes, though, this is good for the NFL. And it's good for the NFL because they are looking. Tom Brady is nearly out the door. At least he's out of uh, New England, right? He He's kind of, the ship is sailing, uh, no pun intended there, to Tampa Bay fans. Peyton Manning has been is gone. Aaron Rodgers never really lived up to it. Drew Brees is leaving. The generation of the greatest quarterback, you can argue, and I know you got to throw Montana in there, but you can argue that right now we have playing three of the top five best quarterbacks of all time. The great, well, and, and Manning, who just recently retired, I'm throwing him in there. You are looking at the the era of the greatest quarterbacks. Plenty of faces to, of the NFL to go around. Plenty. Who's next? Well, Russell Wilson looked to be next. Well, he was the highest paid player for a little while. But Patrick Mahomes is the guy. Patrick Mahomes is going to take this and run with it. And there will be no question. You talk to an NFL fan today, and right now there might be some debate. Is Patrick Mahomes the greatest quarterback in the NFL? There might be some debate. I personally think Russell Wilson is better today. 365 from now, I'll probably say Patrick Mahomes. And Mike Trout was in the same way. I think we're going to look at Patrick Mahomes like we do Mike Trout in about two or three years, where it's a no-brainer. He's clearly the best. There's no argument to be had. You sound ridiculous if you even try to defend that. But it's good for the NFL, for the face of the franchise, to stay with that team. I know a lot of guys, they look, I love free agency. I like bats. I, I get it. And if you're a Raiders fan or a Chargers fan or a Broncos fan, this sucks. <laughs> okay? It does. But you want your guy to be with your team if you are a professional sports league. You want to connect that player to that team long term. It's good for fans. It's good for the energy. It's good for later on in his career. He wants to go somewhere. Yeah, sure, sure. Michael Jordan was the Bulls. Okay. Tom Brady, I don't care what he does in Tampa, was New England. Uh, you, you look at these players. They are connected to the team, which is connected to the league. And the NFL is going to put every single thing they can behind Patrick Mahomes and make Patrick Mahomes the guy of guys. Okay, he's going to be the man. When Mike Trout signed an absolutely ridiculous 12-year, $426.5 million contract, I said, it's a bargain. It's a bargain because he is clearly the best player in Major League Baseball, and there's no doubt. Clearly the best player in Major League Baseball. Patrick Mahomes, I think in a year or two, we're going to be saying the same thing. And a lot of people are saying it now. Now he's clearly the best. Okay? The guy won a Super Bowl before he lost a game by seven points. Patrick Mahomes is the next great, or already great. He's the next icon He's the guy that in five years, six years from now, we're going to be saying, is he the greatest of all time? And you got him locked into Kansas City, a tremendously good football city. 
You have them locked in with excellent players, exciting players. You have them locked in with a legendary coach. Patrick Mahomes, this is a great signing. And it's also from a standpoint of a fantasy guy, of a betting guy. It's also a good situation because Patrick Mahomes is a guy that now is comfortable. He's now secure in his spot. He now feels good. Ah, I got my money. I'm feeling good. He should be able to perform better. The only concern that we have with a guy with a contract like this, and I'm not talking about the Mahomes aspect, I'm talking about the betting aspect here. The only concerns that I have is very simply this, guys. When you started to see Michael Jordan and the numbers that Michael Jordan was producing and the numbers and the spread numbers, there was an argument to be made to bet against Michael Jordan because the spreads were just so high. Tom Brady, for a little while, had the same thing. Right now, there was a lot of Tom Brady haters, so that countered it. I don't know anybody outside of, you know, I guess some Oakland fans out there, well, Vegas fans now, uh, or some Charger fans, which I still can't call L.A., or some Denver fans. Outside of a few pockets, nobody hates Patrick Mahomes. The hate isn't there. People like the guy. They want to root for the guy. A lot of people have him on his fantasy team. He's going to excel. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. You have all that conversation going on, everyone. So that means that the numbers are going to be a little inflated. We already see the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City won me a lot of money by winning the Super Bowl last year. I gave him to you when Patrick Mahomes was injured, and I had heard, yeah, listen, uh, he's not going to be down that long. I, I went out and slammed it on the Kansas City Chiefs. They're a team that can make people money. But I think we're going to see a spot where Patrick Mahomes might become too big for himself. Not on the field. It has nothing to do with their that has to do with the reaction of the public, how high those lines are going to be. If a line should be 7, it might get to 9. If a line should be 10, it might get to 12 or 13. Those are the numbers. If the over-under for total wins is supposed to be 10, it might get to 11 and a half because the public is going on. If the Super Bowl odds the next year should be 5 to 1 or 6 to 1, it might be 3 to 1. These things happen. We're watching it happen with the Yankees in Major League Baseball this year. Before Garrett Cole signed, I had the Yankees at 6-1 to one odds. Told you guys about that. Now, all of a sudden, the Yankees are 2-1 are to one in some spots. Why? Because the hype machine. And the hype machine is real, so do not discount the hype machine. Patrick Mahomes is a guy signing this contract as good as he's going to be, as good of a guy as he's going to be, because he's not going to have a lot of haters out there. He's not going to have a lot of people that do not like him. He is going to very quickly, and I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't happen this year, very quickly, just going to be a little overpriced. And you're going to start to see a situation where maybe you could start to bet against him a little. Maybe. Because he's just going to go crazy. Good for you. There's not a player in the NFL that deserves it more. There's not a player in the NFL that I feel more secure about. A quarterback for a championship team after what he's done for the first two years at his age and his skill level, I think it's a bargain for the Chiefs. Massive number, bargain for the Chiefs. So congratulations, Patrick Mahomes. All right, real quick, let's stay on the NFL here. Uh, NFL Network's Tom Pelissario is reporting, uh, there remains no decisions on how to structure training camps this summer. That's an actual quote. An actual quote that there are no decisions how to handle training camp. Okay? Guys, Training camp is supposed to begin on July 28th. Training camp is supposed to begin less than three weeks. In less than three weeks. And should begin is the quote. Should. And there's no decision. Listen to the words. NFL training camps are supposed to begin in less than three weeks. The words should begin are being thrown around and no decisions. I know we live in a fluid world right now. I get it. We live in a very, very, very fluid world. Palisario expects a fight within the NFL Players Association. How camp and preseason should go? How should it be organized? How should it continue? Players are worried about catching coronavirus. Players are also pushing for zero preseason games. This is their opportunity. And they want smaller rosters, right? I mean, that's what they want. The NFL has very, very much sidestepped the pandemic in a lot of ways, right? NBA season, NHL season was cut short. I mean, cut just immediately in half. Major League Baseball has been on a major delay, and then the, the negotiations and probable problems of that and all this. Now the NFL is getting into reality, and reality is we've been able to sidestep the coronavirus this entire time. I don't know if we could sidestep it any longer. And now 
you see a door open. And this is what happened with Major League Baseball. Make no, no, absolutely no qualms with this. Make no, 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 no assumptions that this did not happen. Major League Baseball, the players' union, and the owners both saw an opening and tried to take advantage of the opening. And here we have NFL Players Association and the league trying to see an opening. And they're going to try to take advantage of that opening. They're going to use the coronavirus to their advantage. I'm not saying it's right, man. I'm just saying it's happening. Okay? They're going to do it. They've already canceled the first preseason game. That's okay. You canceled the first preseason game. It was a little earlier than not. They're going to cancel the Hall of Fame stuff. All right. You could suck that one up and live with it. NFL Players Association are now pushing for zero preseason games. Zero. There's going to be some sloppy play going on if they get their way. That's some sloppy play week one. And this are these are the things, and this is something I want to leave with you. These are the type of things that as a sports better, you've got to circle and keep in mind. You have to circle and keep in mind and know that early on in the season, in every season, defenses are usually a little quicker than the offenses. Why? Well, they're defense, you don't have to necessarily be in sync. Right? You don't have to be hand in hand. That is something to know. Knowing that early on, places with heat are just as bad as if you're going to the snow in Green Bay. Yeah, playing in Miami in September is not a fun thing. That's something to know. Now with new offenses, different situations, that's even more. What about new coaches, new quarterbacks, new assistants, new wide receivers? New systems, just like we said with the NBA, just like we said with the NHL, just like I said with Major League Baseball, and more so with the NFL than anything else. This is the year to bet on what you know. Do not go out there and bet on new coaches, new teams, new schemes. No, no, no. Nope. It might seem new. They might seem sexy. It might seem fun. Don't do it, guys. Do not do it. If you're going to go out there and make a bet on the NFL this year, it better be Solid guys. Give me long-term Sean Payton, Drew Brees connections that they could go out there and wake up and roll out of bed and start throwing slam passes to Michael Thomas. Give me that. That's what I want. This is not the year to go for the flashy new thing. It's just not. We'll keep an eye on this. We're getting close. Next time I talk to you guys, we're going to be counting down days to get to Major League Baseball season. We're going to be counting down days to the NBA. And really, we are counting down days to get to the NFL and their summer camps. So I'm, I'm telling you, things are fluid. I get it. But there are little nuggets of information we can absolutely grasp onto. All right, guys. I'm Tom Barton for Wagering Week. We'll be back. And you can bet on that. This has been a presentation of the Sports Garden Network. To be a part of the show, call 1-855-4-GARDEN. That's 1-855-442-7836. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Garden. G-A-R-T-E-N. Get all your credible sports intelligence 24 hours a day by visiting us at sportsgarden.com. Come <laughs> on.